Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Tribe, excited to welcome my guest today, Kyle Burt. Kyle is all about adding value in so many ways. But first, a bit more. Kyle Burt, aka hashtag Catch Kyle, is a solo technology entrepreneur and live podcaster who has built a profitable consulting business on the back of three million in service contracts since leaving behind a decade of corporate AT&T in 2016. We'll certainly talk about his story in a bit. And what he does, he helps IT and business leaders make faster, better decisions throughout their purchase of cybersecurity, cloud, and telecom services to enhance business. As a content creator and podcaster, Kyle has been creating weekly content for the past three years. Most recently, as a LinkedIn Live beta tester, and he was kind enough to have me on the show, uh, dialed in, and has aired over 60 times in the span of 10 months. And we're going to talk about LinkedIn Live, best practices, Kyle is full of tech and all that kind of good stuff. And as I said before, he's kind enough to have me on a few months back. As well, Kyle was instrumental in, in getting our LinkedIn Live feed for our, our Dallas event, Talent Connect Live, this past September. And this dude knows what he's doing. We're going to certainly dig into that and a whole lot more. We had a chance to meet in, in real life. Kyle's the man. I appreciate him. And I'm thrilled to have him on the show. Kyle Burt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on, dude. Hey, thanks so much, Adam, dude. Uh, I, I don't uh, I feel like I don't deserve that intro, but, uh, but I love it, man. That's great. I'm it's humbled so, by that. You know, it's so funny. I do that intro and everybody says the same thing. And what I'm trying to do is like, I was a big wrestling fan. Like I don't watch wrestling anymore, but the wrestling intros, right? Like, oh yeah. Pump, like this is a show. This is entertainment, right? Like let's get, let's get it, let's get it going here. You know, a lot of people kind of pre-record their, 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 their guest intro, but I like to do it in front of the guests because I haven't written, but I interject my own, you know, I, I ad lib on it. I make it. In. So, so let's, let's dig in here for a minute. I, I, here. I might, I might actually steal that from you. You can steal whatever the hell you want from me, man. It's, <laughs> I steal it. a lot. I, if I could steal any of your, your tech in this awesome, hopefully anyone who's watching it on video, Kyle's got the dopest setup and, and he's talking about his new setup and we'll show that in a little bit there. Um, but let's jump in here, right? Like what I miss in my intro, you've been doing this a long time before we even get into the content piece and going out on your own. Tell us a little bit about your foundation. Yeah, so um, started off, uh, honestly, started off pretty much mopping the floors at uh, Singular Wireless, right? So ground up, that was my career. Um, I, was, uh, I was there um, at Singular Wireless selling, selling uh, the first iPhone when it came out. And like, so I've always been in, infatuated by tech, but I'm a sales guy. Like I'm a sales guy in tech, right? So I'm not like, I'm not actually the guy that like that plugs tech. everything in, but <laughs> I've kind of become that a little bit, right? Because I'm so in love with it. Um, so the sales aspect of it, right? So I, I spent a decade with AT&T. I climbed the ranks from mopping the floors at Singular Wireless to um, PCG, like Premier Client Group at AT&T, where I had like 20 accounts here in Dallas and kind of uh, made my ranks that way. And um, and then, you know, I realized like, hey, this whole corporate gig, like the spot that I was in, like um, there was a joke, right? People called it, people called it the graveyard. This is where, this is oh, where man. you go to, this Cruise is where you die. go to cruise it like it's a safe sp space i mean that's historically 
you just go there to cruise into retirement. That's what they called it. So I'm like, man, I, like this, like it was cool. Like uh, I love AT&T for the lessons they taught me and for bringing me up into the, into the business world. But I'm like, you know what? I, I got this now. So I, I left. Um, uh, it was actually my daughter, my daughter, when she was born in 2015, like that moment of holding her in my arms. And then, you know, some of the typical like BS political stuff that you get into at work with like, you know, I'm a dad now I need time off. And then, you know, they're not going to give you the time off. Like, you know, some of those things like make you upset a little bit in the, in the micro moments. Right. Exactly. Like, you know what? I mean, you know what? Screw this. Like the moment I held her, I'm like, I quit. But, uh, my wife reeled me back in real fast and said, no, 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 you need a plan. I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. I do need a plan. Shit. I got wait, wait, like, <laughs> right. Like yeah. you let the emotions, you let, you let the emotions get the best right. of you. Right. But it's those life moments. Right. I mean, listen, this is your, sh- this is your show. You're my guest here. And I'm not going to talk about my story, but very similar. You know, yeah. when, when you, when you take stock of your personal inventory and you think about what's important to you and how are you going to make sure that those people that are most important to you are fed, taken care of, right? You got to look down deep and say, listen, is what I'm doing right now going to get me there? And you did that, man. So let's talk business first. You know, you built a strong consulting business. Not everybody could do it. And we talked, you and I have had offline conversations about the discipline. Um, But what it really starts with is that trust with the clients, right? How do you build or how did you build those trust and relationships in the very beginning? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's hard, right? I'm not going to lie. Like, it is very, very hard, especially when, you know, you're a recruiter. How many recruiters are there? Uh, I'm a technology consultant. How many technology consultants are there? There's tons of us out there, right? And and there's going to be tons more, right? People are, are attracted in some ways to this, to these industries. Right. So how do you build trust? How do you build that? I mean, it kind of starts from like at a basic level of like knowing how to build rapport with somebody, right? Like, uh, like forget the business side for a second, like building rapport with you, like Adam and Kyle, like one-on-one mono mono, like how do you and I like build rapport and like actually feel like, Hey, we at least like each other enough to keep talking. Like, right? And then from that point, you just keep on building on that. Yeah. So let's pause on that for a second. So let's give everyone a little bit of info here, how it started. I mean, we're probably talking, we've probably been connected for about a year at this point. It's been a crazy year. Yep. We, so. Tell me if I'm telling this right. So we, we connected on LinkedIn. We mm-hmm. exchanged, you know, we had a conversation over, over the messenger there. We had a phone call. Right. We actually connected a Skype call. Oh, no, I mean, a zoom call. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. We had a zoom call. So we connected live. We continued to have that conversation over a few months. Um, I came up with this crazy idea to have an event in Dallas at the same time as LinkedIn connect. Um, we tapped into Kyle, who's an expert in LinkedIn live. And he was kind enough. We'll talk about that to, to help us out with that. I flew to Dallas. We met there. We hung out. We did this event. Now I have Kyle on my show and that's how you do it. You actually have to put the work in. And you don't always have to fly to Dallas to meet people, but like, no, no, it helps. no, it helps. It does help. But to your point, like it takes time and relationships and so many people think it's a, it's a quick fix and they, and they go for that, that quick sell man. Right. I mean, yeah. it takes time to foster relationships. So why do you think so many people like, you know, listen, people get excited like you and I, and they decide to go out on their own. Some of them have a plan. Some of them don't. Why do you think so many people, you know, fail going out on their own? Uh, because like uh, so solo entrepreneur right like everything is on me like i gotta file my taxes i, I have to like talk to i have to do a CP, work with the cpa on my own i gotta do marketing on my own i gotta do sales on my own i gotta do support on my own so like it's a lot like it is a lot so if you don't systematize things uh someone said this uh i forget who but like wh- whoever gets organized first wins 
I love right? it. Yep. And I think I think I really like summarized that. It was much longer and much more elegantly put than that. But you synthesize it. We get but, it. But the first one to be organized wins. So how organized can you get? How quickly can you get organized? And then how can you go win with that? So um, putting structures in place, right. um, putting process. Uh, process the, the thing that you can't ever structure and, and, and process, no matter, no matter what we try to do, like is building relationships. You can, like I've not, I've not found a structure for that. If you can mm-hmm. find a structure for that or a process for that, like give me the but, secret sauce, but I've not found that. That's right. the one thing in business that you cannot like put a cookie cutter process on. You Absolutely. can, but you're going to have like limited results. Like you can spam message a thousand people on LinkedIn and you probably get one or two buyers, but like you pissed off 997 other people. It's not worth it. Right. But there are, but there are ways, right? Like when you talk about systems and processes, like I have my own databases, my own, like, you know, Google docs templates I use to make sure that I am checking in. And, but, but to your point, those check-ins are deeply personalized. Yeah. I, I use, I use an app, like I use a CRM. Um, I'll, 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 I'll kindly shout it out. It's called close, close.com. It, it'll remind you to be like, Hey, the last time you spoke to Adam was two days ago. You guys normally speak every day. What's yep. going on? Like, it'll like remind you like those things like that, like, like using AI, like, yeah, those tools help, but then they're not going to contact you for me. I got to still contact you, you, still, you still and I got to know what to say. And I got to know that, that report to build, like there's no like AI for that. So interesting. I want to double back to something here. You know, you mentioned you're a solopreneur. I'm a solopreneur. Um, and a lot of people think that there really is a huge benefit to having, having that co that co-founder, that, that partner there in business. Do you think you need that? Um, I, dude, you do not need that. I was on a live stream with uh, a, a particularly very large LinkedIn personality live streamer guy. And he said the words and like, he's a good guy. Right. But, and I want, I'm not even gonna say his name, but he, he said the words, um, you have to, like have to have a co-founder to start a business. And I, oh, I cringed at that moment. And I commented, I, 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 I've, I don't ever yep. send hate to anybody, but that, and it wasn't hate. It was just like, no, you don't actually need one. I just I'm had pr- to put, I'm put proof that. in point, right? Like proof yeah. in point right here. Yeah. You don't need a co-founder. But what, um, was his, what was his logic? Like, what was his reasoning? Th- that's the point. Uh, I mean, there was, I don't, I don't recall exactly his full logic or reasoning for it, but essentially he said you, like an accountability partner, right? Like that's what a co-founder was for him. And like, well, I have accountability Fair. partners. I'm married. My wife right. is my accountability partner. Um, <laughs> I have, I have other partnerships. Like I don't, even though I'm a solopreneur, like the one thing that I will say about being a solopreneur is like, you got to be very careful. There's a dangerous possibility that you will end up being very, very lonely if you don't surround yourself with people. So there's that. There is that aspect, that's, that's but, if, but if you, one. if you surround yourself with the right partnerships and the, with the right people, like even though I'm a I'm structurally, structurally, legally, I'm a one person company, but you would never be able to tell that because of the partnerships that I have. Like when I go in exactly. with a customer, I'm in there with Adam and Greg and Paul and Samantha, and we're like trying to help the customer because I have these other partnerships and maybe they're also structurally a one person organization, but together I know my swim lane, they know their swim lane. And the point is we're helping the customer. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, there's two sides to that point, right? Like I, I get it. Like, I, I don't know that conversation. I know who you're talking about. Um, but I think there's a personality trait too, where, and I think you and I are kind of very similar in this. Like we need to be the, we need to be driving the train, right? We need yes. to be the one yes. in control of it. And here's the other thing too. And something that I love, because I've never been my own business owner until two and a half years ago when I launched it, I kind of like the the pressure. I love the pressure of that success and failure. It, it right. starts and ends with me. I'm ultimately responsible, meaning 
I don't have to, I have nowhere to hide. I don't have to blame anybody. Like it's all on me. You have a partner. Like I could see that going back and forth when if things go bad, like whose fault was it, right? When you're your own, you know, sole entity, it's all on you. Right. So uh, another thing too that I always think about, like, and I can't help but not to think about this. It, it is almost, and I, I say this in like, it's, it's going to sound negative, but it's a positive thing, I swear. It is almost like disgusting the amount of ways that you could actually make a dollar. Like, it's like, like it'll make you <laughs> sick to your stomach thinking about like all the things you could do to make a dollar. Like that you have to like focus on one, of course, but, but realizing of just the abundance, uh, that's w- what it comes down to, the abundance of opportunity out there. Like no matter what, like I, I keep that in the back of my mind, like I'll always be fine. Like I know how to make a dollar uh, this I way. I can make a dollar that way. Like as long as you know how to make a it's dollar, you, you're going to be good. So let's double back again, right? We're playing a double back game today. It's double back Friday here on the double podcast. Double back Friday. Double back Friday. Pickleback Friday. Uh, no, pass on that. Um, <laughs> Pickleback. So, so you talked about customer experience, and that's interesting. And I think for for the world that we do, anything in customer service, you know, when, whenever I am asked a question like, "What advice you would give to a new recruiter?" is it's really about managing expectations. And for me, that's a fundamental pillar of customer success, customer experience. Really managing that communication process. You know, under promising, over deliver. And a lot of people out there are trying to perfect it and they're putting way too much in for, in, you know, w- way too much into the perfection part. What's your take on customer experience and how do you provide the best? Sure. Um, n- number, the number one thing that's easiest to do in customer experience is, t- is very simple. Anybody can do this, but it's, it's hard in practice is being responsive, right? We live in instant gratification. We have Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime now, like, like we want Thank packages God. now, right? So when I want to um, upgrade my internet circuit as a small business or I need, I need to fix my phone system as a small business, like I want Kyle to answer pretty much right now. And if he's not going to answer right now, then, you know, Adam down the street is probably going to be able to help me. The, the only right. difference there is maybe I have so much history and so much rapport built with Kyle that I can wait a day because he's at this conference today. Right. Um, that's you know going to be the only difference. Mm-hmm. That's the only difference, right? So um, no, first and foremost, like you can, you can beat anyone else in the market by being the most responsive, right? Um, speed. Yeah, speed. Time speed kills, of delivery. Time kills deals. Time it does. Kills deals. It does. I mean, that, that's, that's my take on it. And obviously, like number two, like for long, longevity, that just comes back into building rapport, right? So not just being a transactionally focused um, organization like if you're focused so much on the transaction that you don't build the relationship then then i'm just going to see you as a as a 7-eleven right Service i'm going to see you yeah. you know and you're convenient today but tomorrow there's another circle k popped up and they're more they're closer to me they're more convenient yeah. now so I, I don't really care totally comes down to that so let's switch gears a little bit here why don't you give us a quick and, and we have video here we're doing it on zoom and we'll do a promo mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. kyle is a tech maven i mean his <laughs> setup his linkedin live setup that he had at our event literally it was like r2d2 what like so let's we're gonna we're gonna dig into content here but why don't you just give us a quick like 30 second tour of your new office space here tell everyone what kind of tech you're rolling with what kind of cameras what kind of mics sure. you got going on here sure well i this is a fixated camera so normally if i'm doing a live stream then i would have an iphone on a gimbal that i could walk around and show you um so it'll be a little bit more challenging here but um essentially what you're seeing here uh, behind me here, I can adjust this camera a little bit. This is where we do the show. So all of this is pretty much brand new. Like over the holiday time, this is kind of what I did with my downtime in tech consulting. You know, not, not many people are like doing deals on December. Yeah, this is not really too. happening. Fix your base camp. 
So it's a great time to like re-strategize, uh, overcome. So, uh, this is the traditional setup, the traditional one to two person interview setup. Uh, I love doing interviews in person, obviously doing them over zoom is, is great too. But whenever, if anyone comes to Dallas, let's get on, let's do it a live, uh, live in-person interview. Cause this is, this is the setup, but, um, Next but to Cowboy Stadium. Oh, they just fired Garrett. Yeah, all right. We'll get to did that. They? they didn't resign him. Oh, yeah. We'll get to, well, to, back to the we, tech yet. We, we were waiting for that. Anyway, so um, using the, the Rode Pod mics, these are brand new. I just got a box this, uh, two seconds ago um, that I will be unboxing later. That will be amazing. Uh, the Rodecaster. So that's going to be oh, awesome. Oh, you got the Rodecaster. I want to check I got the Rodecaster. Yep. Um, but then I do, the entire thing, uh, it's all about efficiency, right? Um, I used to have like uh, overcomplicated like DSLRs with, you know, HDMI going into the computer and then there's just cables on top of cables on top of cables. So now, um, I just, uh, I have two iPhone 11s. They're not here yet. They're coming today. Two iPhone 11s, uh, an iPhone 11 pro, and that's it. That's all you need. And uh, you switch your studios and an iPad. So I have these, uh, really, really small small footprint um tripods they like fit into like uh about 10 inches into like a backpack or something and uh and and now like it's the mobile live yep. podcast production studio i love it yeah, yeah it's it's crazy i mean you don't have to overcomplicate things i mean listen i'm broadcasting from a conference room that i do every single time you know i got my yeti mic i got my yeti case i use my macbook pro i just got a brand new um uh the, the logitech 922 that I got strapped up on here for better quality. And oh, it's, nice. prog it's progression, man. You got to figure it out. I just got yes. LinkedIn Live, right? So I, I either do it on my desktop here with, with StreamYard, and then I go to Switcher when I want to do it on my mobile here. So as I'm growing into it, I'm going to get a little rig. I'm going to get a little light set up. But you know, you got you to start somewhere. So you do. one of the things that you talk about is if you have your own business, right? Even if you have a partner, some people are partners, it's cool. Why do you need to have a show? Why do you need to have a podcast? Why do you need to have a live streaming show? Why is it so important in this day? Wow. Nice setup. I'm going to slam dunk this for you. Um, how many people pay attention to commercials? I know what I'm doing here, man. How many people pay attention to shows, right? Do you want to be the commercial or do you want to be the show? Be the show. That's it. It's so simple. That, that's that's the, the oversimplification. Be the show, not the commercial. You know, um, I and, and I think it's really important, like um, the way that social media has evolved to where it's, where it is now. Um, it's just about the the attention, right? If you're in, if you if you have a business, you need to have customers, right? You have a customer that pays you money. You are now a business. Period. If they pay you one dollar, you're now a business. But how did you get that customer, right? You got their attention somehow, either traditional means or uh, the new traditional means, which is social media, right? So. That's, that's how you do that at scale. Social media, show, um, engagement online, building a community online. That's how you do it all at scale. Interesting. Do you think that everybody should have a show? Like, do you think there's some people that put shows out there just for the fucking sake of it, but like, they're just not putting either. They're not putting out a good show. They're not putting the effort into it, or they're just doing it for the sake so they could add to their title that I'm a podcast host. Um, I, I think, I think about that a lot. I, I also think, um, we, we are our own worst critics. I also think that my show could be drastically improved. Right. So I think about that all the time, Absolutely. like, uh, but, but I always have, I always go into it with the same kind of mission. Like how can, how can I provide like a sliver of value to one person? Um, either, either, and that, that value could be to the, to the person that I'm interviewing. Right. Like I had a guy on the show, cybersecurity practitioner, uh, just before the holiday break. And like, 
he he got his empo- uh, employer to watch the show. So even though there was only like maybe five extra people that watched the show, that put him on like a, a pedestal with his employer. That's awesome. That right? was like, wow. And he, and he, he, uh, he called leader. me later. He him as a thought leader. Yeah. He called trying. me later and he like just gave me like the most, the, the most gracious praise ever for, for putting him on the show. And I'm like, dude, no, thank you for getting on the show. Cause it's, it's hard to, cause it was, you know, I do it. I always do it live. So it's, it's like, like if you, if you've never done a podcast before, never done a video and never done live, I, like that was Tim. I threw him in a room where we're doing all three at the same time. Right. You were, right? You were so, triple casting. So people, people get nervous about that. Like, they especially do. when you're like, Oh wait, it's like, wait, if this is live. Oh wait, it's live. Are you sure it's live? You know, they get, they get all, all it nervous. Takes, it, it's a process though. I mean, listen, this is episode, Oh God, I forgot what number you are. I think you might be 69. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like I, it, I, I look back at how far I've come as a podcast host myself and I could do it like at the back of my hand, man. Like, and it's natural and it feels good and you can improv and you can do it, but that's, it's a like muscle memory. Right. It, it, it right. takes a lot of effort, but you know, I, I think that everyone should give it a shot. I mean, in this day and age, the organic reach that you're getting um, is, is certainly incredible. So let's talk about LinkedIn live for a minute and, and, and streaming in general. Um, yes. Again, is this, you, do you agree with LinkedIn's approach to do the, the rollout and the beta testing? Or you think they should have just opened it up to everybody? Um, that's, I'm not sure exactly where I am on that side. I, I, I will say in LinkedIn's defense, um, I think, I think it does make sense for the beta because, uh, I mean, even I'm sure you, you even had issues, right? Uh, I've broken LinkedIn so many times and maybe that like has actually done more of a disservice for the perception of my show. But for me, like forget perception for me, like I know how, I know how to break this thing forwards and backwards now. So not just LinkedIn live, but now LinkedIn, LinkedIn live was like my, um, my take into live streaming period. So now I know how to live stream Mm -hmm. regardless of LinkedIn, regardless of LinkedIn or not. So because of that, now now, now I know how to live stream. Yeah. You can do it it across anything. It's interesting. But but as, as, as a B2B consultant, right? Like LinkedIn is definitely the place to be like, that's why you're on it. That's why I'm on it. Like, you know, B2B consulting, LinkedIn is like the number one spot. So I, I think, I think, I think, I do think, um, it's good that they had it in beta. Um, I think that their, that their roadblocks and their, and their gatekeeping to like prevent people to get in. I think, you know, there, that could be improved. Right. But, but how do you, how do you successfully do it? Right. How do you successfully let some people stream and others not? Cause you don't want to oversaturate the platform with I live streamers. Like, were- you don't want everyone like, like, like with 50 followers at TikTok, right? Just to kind of, you know, take it over. Right. Yeah. And like, and, the, and what, what are you going to be live streaming? Right. Like LinkedIn is trying to be there's, they're trying, I don't even think they know what they're trying to be yet. They still don't even know. Right. But they're a business platform that like business and personal, there, there's no like work-life balance, right? It's just no, life. It's morphed into the same. It's morphed into the same. It's so a who crazy are we evolution. To- it's a crazy yeah. evolution to watch. I mean, I've been on it since 2006 and it's crazy to watch it. And like, you know, kind of riffing on this LinkedIn live thing, you know, I think they're gated and they ask a lot of questions in the application process to really understand what you're going to use it for, like what kind of content. And there's a person approving it behind each time you do an application and they're looking at your content. And I think that they right. want to continue to provide good quality content because if you open up LinkedIn live to every everybody, you'll literally have people turning it into Snapchat and that's not you know, what they want it to be. They don't want it to be, you know, a continuous stream. So let's break down your two shows. You have your, your podcast and your live show. How are they similar? How are they different? How do you structure them? So they're unique content properties. 
Yeah. So, um, the, the, the short answer is I haven't, I haven't done a good job of separating them. And the longer answer here is, uh, that's why I got that, that box right there, that, that roadcaster. So what, what I'm all about right now is about efficiency. So how could I do this show? And then when I'm done, like when the show's over, guess what? It's already edited. It's already done. There's no post-production. That's, that's what I want. I want to eliminate post-production. The only post-production that there would be is like micro clips, but uh, audio quality is going to be good from the get v video switching. Like when you're talking cameras on you, I'm talking cameras on me. Yep. Like that's already going to be done live. So it's all done live fading music in and out. That's what this uh, package is for. It's going to help me do that. So I think the, I think the best answer for me is not to make them separate, but, but to make them one. That's really interesting, too, because I kind of had this thought last week. Um, I did a live show with my daughter uh, on, New Year's, on, on New Year's Eve day. And I had it. I'm like, this is great. I want to make this into the regular podcast. I'm like, there's no reason that I can't take a great LinkedIn live and then just morph it. I have the downloads. I have all, the, all of it. Right. Just turn it into a show. And then it's, that's just additional content. So yeah, here, here's, here's my thought process, right? There's a certain type of person. There's a certain individual. Um, we all have them. I got, I got like maybe maybe... 10 or 15 people that like, I see them at every one of my shows and I'm so grateful for that, that community that I've, I've built. They'll, they'll be on every live stream. Like no matter what, like they are there every week, like clockwork. Um, and, and that's great. But then there's everybody else who like, Hey, I don't watch, I don't watch live shows. Kyle, that's cool. You got one. I don't really have time to watch a live show at 3 PM on, on a random Tuesday, right, I'm working. but, I'm but I would but I would listen to the podcast in the car. So for, for me, I think as a content producer, um, really, if you think about it this way, but by not putting the content in the form that's easily digestible for that individual, you're kind of robbing them of that information. So it's yeah. almost like our responsibility to make it accessible in as many ways as possible. As overwhelming as that is, it is overwhelming. That's the responsibility that we have as content producers, I think. Yeah, and awesome. we have a responsibility to, to, try, to try to do that um, obviously as efficiently as possible so that we can actually, you know, a lot of us aren't like making money per se dollars from the podcast that we do, but we make money from the podcast in other ways. Right. The, you know, it's a halo so, effect. It's like, people ask me all the time, like, Adam, are you making money off the podcast? I say, listen, to get real advertisers, you need to be cruising around the 10,000 mark of downloads. I'm not even close to that yet. I don't know where right. you stand. Right. But like, that's not why I'm doing it. You and I have, the, for me, and I, and I think you would agree with this, the podcast supports our brand, right? It's a halo effect. It's the attention, it eyeballs. For me as a recruiter, it's showcasing my expertise as a thought leader, but more importantly, showcasing my network. So I'm, allowed, I'm right. bringing in my network. These are the experts, and I'm showcasing them to, to my tribe. Yeah, hence, hence the name of my show, Dialed In, In to LinkedIn, In the Network. We, we get it, man. So a big yeah. buzzword right now is personal branding, right? So let's unpack that, right? Mm -hmm. I have my take on it. When someone says to you, Kyle, what does personal branding mean to you? What do you say to them? Uh, online reputation. That's it. That's just re reputation. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I know if you think of like, you know, Hey Adam, who, uh, who do you know that could fix the plumbing at my house? Who's the first plumber that comes to your mind? Yeah. Joe, the plumber. Joe, the plumber. First one that comes to my, my, my mind is Roger Wakefield because he's on LinkedIn and he's right here locally, but because he's, he's developed a brand as a plumber on LinkedIn, LinkedIn. Yeah. which is kind of, it sounds kind of, kind of weird at first, but like, 
when I think when I think of plumber, he's the first guy I think of. Reputation. Because he's omnipresent. He's also developed. Now, let me ask you a question, though. In this day and age, I mean, we see everyone on LinkedIn trying to sell, like, literally spewing advice on personal branding. Like, literally spewing it. You have to be this. You have to be that. Do you think it's causing people to try to be something that they're not and, and, yes. and be their true self and not be really authentic? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All day. Um, I think uh, I think it's leading into a lot of you know, people talk about like mental health and, and all that stuff and social anxiety, right? I think, I think it's all, it's all connected to all of that stuff. So the more that pe people say like, you have to do this, or you need to do this, or in order to be successful, you have to wake up at 5am. Like when they say these things, like, you know, there's no awesome. one way to, there's no one way to do anything. No, do right? you, do it works for you, man. Yeah. I mean, that there are certain, it's, it's certainly awesome to like, um, understand what some people are doing. So like share those stories. Like if you wake up at 5am every day and, and, and that for you, that helps you, then that's great. But, but say that, say for me, this, this is how I do it. And this is why I do it. And this is how it helps me. You do what you want to do, but this is how it helps me. And I think if you share your story in that way, I agree. it's not as cringeworthy as, you you need to do this. You, you got to take to cold showers. You need to get up at five in the morning. You need to be posting every every single. Yeah, but but you know, but you know, to 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 that defense, right? We are all headline readers. So if the headline says you need to do this, you know, in the past that has gotten my attention, and I'm sure it's gotten yours. Yeah, it's gotten our attention. But people, people but now it's not really now it's not really getting my attention anymore. Now when I see it, I'm like, all right, whatever. Now it's like having a negative connotation. To me, at least. It's tough. I mean, it, LinkedIn's a very interesting space right now. I think a lot of people are migrating from other platforms, whether it be YouTube, Snapchat, TikTok. Yeah. It's an interesting space to be, um, you know, playing the popularity game, playing the audience hacking game. Uh, it, it's, you got you to gotta really be mindful about who you're connecting with and who you're sharing uh, and who you're taking advice from. I right. Mean, like, you know, check out who you're taking advice from. Have they been where you want to be? If not, then they're not worth taking advice. So let's bring it home here. Um, some questions that I'd love to ask every guest. I love getting the perspective here. Kyle, what is the greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on daily? Ooh, I was not prepared for that one. The That's greatest bad. piece of advice that I've Maybe that if you watch more of my received. shows, you would know that I would ask every guest at the end of it. I know, I know. <laughs> That's on me. Um, greatest single piece of advice. Um, let's take a pass for now, go to the next question. What is your greatest professional accomplishment? My greatest professional accomplishment um, is my daughter. That's it. Um, because she having uh, having her is the whole reason I have a business, right? Like she she kicked my ass, like just like b b when she was like zero years old, and I looked into her eyes. That was that was it. Like no matter what, no matter what happens in business, um, I could go bankrupt tomorrow. Uh, it doesn't matter as long as she's okay as long as my wife and family and they're okay, like nothing else really matters. So that, that's my most professional accomplishment. Uh, without her, um, I wouldn't be where I'm at now, which is, you know, like, like you said in the intro, like I know people like dollar, dollar, dollar symbols and stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done, I've done very well. Like I have 3 million in, in service contracts uh, that I, that I am responsible for maintaining. So annually. So, I mean, it's a very, very, very profitable right. business. I've done pretty, pretty well. And I, and I think that you kind of answer, you know, well, actually, you know what? You, you did answer my last question, but we'll double back on that in a minute, man. Double back Friday. Um, what is your superpower, right? And we're not talking about being invisible or setting up cool, awesome tech, but like, what do you do better than almost anybody that makes you awesome? 
Um, I think, I think, I think what I do the best is, um, I, I know how to spot friction. Like I know how to, I know how to find it like in, in an organization, uh, in, in my own life, like I know how to find it. And then I know how to problem solve to circumvent that friction. So that, that's what IT and technology is all about is how do I remove friction, right? Like this is a painful process. We got 27 screens and we, how do we get that down to like maybe, okay, maybe two screens instead of 27. Like how do we remove friction? And it's constantly this cat and mouse game of, of making it better, of improving. So it's just improvement. Uh, I think, I think I've, I've been pretty good at like spotting that, those areas of, of friction and then solving for that. I love it, man. So let's, let's go back here. What is the single greatest piece of advice you ever received that you take action on daily? You're not getting away without answering it, man. Yeah. Oh man. Um, that I say that I take action on daily. Um, like a mantra or something. Yes. You've been to practice. Yes. Uh, health, health is, uh, health over wealth, right? It sounds kind of cliche, but that's been, that's been my mantra for the last two years. Um, my take on it is if I stay healthy, then I'm in the game longer. So the, the healthier I am, the longer that I'm playing the game of wealth. So I that's, so I, I prioritize my, prior, my, my priorities are, you know, wife and daughter, number one, number two is my personal health and my business is number three. Like it's, it's the last thing on that. That's my, my three totem totem pole. And it's the last one it. on there. I love it. And last but not least, and I think I know the answer to this one, right? Like not every day is gravy. Not every day is sunshine and rainbow. Some days you got to look up, you got to dig down deep and, and harness that tenacity to drive you forward. Other days are amazing, right? You're closing deals, great podcasts. And when you want to show gratitude, what do you look to? What is your North Star, Kyle Burt? Um, you know, uh, I think it's just, you know, my, my uh, I'll, I'll, I'll share a story here. So my, um, my mother, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, um, Cambodian from the Cambodian war, the Khmer Rouge, they suffered during that war. I think it was like the seventies. Um, and so if you don't know the the Khmer Rouge uh, were like the farmers, farmers and the, and the poor people basically like overtook the, the rich and overtook the government. And it was like the, one of the largest civil wars in history that no one really talks about anyway for you know over a decade and a half like they were just like on the run getting shot at like living on like like little tiny grains of rice mixed with water and like knowing that 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 kind of stuff happens in the world still today uh not as a you know in other parts of the world like knowing that that happens like you know i just uh it's it's tough for me to complain about a five dollar Starbucks order that they put soy milk instead of coconut yeah. milk. So that that's my north star is just perspective. Uh, when I, when I think about yeah perspective that's that's what it is. But when I think about you know the bad stuff that goes on uh, that could go on like I could lose a I could lose a customer tomorrow. Um, I'm like all right well you know that sucks but I'm still here and I still have this opportunity. I love it, man. Kyle, thanks for joining me today. Yep. Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Where can folks find you? Where can they connect with you? Uh, yeah, uh, simple. I have one link to rule them all. Catchkyle.com. Um, that just takes you to connecting with me on LinkedIn, takes you to my podcast. Um, there's a slew of options in there uh, that, you, that whatever uh, floats your boat there. I love it, man. Kyle, I appreciate you, my brother. Thanks for coming on, man. What was that? I said, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. I don't know if you can hear me now. So I'll close. I'll close yep. this. I'll oh, I, I can. I can hear you now. Yep. 
I can hear you now. <laughs> you can hear me now. Well, awesome. Uh, thanks for joining me again. I appreciate it. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Please be sure to comment, link, subscribe, share. And remember, do what Kyle and I do. Take your online offline. Take care of each other. Thanks for joining us. And catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever. But for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.